Hello, 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 and welcome to the Church Within You podcast. I'm Elder Barbara, your host, and I am so glad to have you join me. I am doing a series, but it's all within one chapter, coming from the book of Matthews, the fifth chapter. I am doing a reading on tonight from the Beatitudes, beginning at verse one. So I'm asking that you grab a pencil and a piece of paper if you can, so that you can write down the scriptures, because the scriptures itself will be presented to you from the commentary readings, which I'm taking from the Full Life Bible, King James Full Life Bible. Sit back, relax, and at the end, please let me know what you think of this series coming from Matthews chapter 5. So glad to have you once again here with me. I will meet you at the close. Matthews 5, beginning at verse 1, the Beatitudes. And seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain, and when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. Amen. Let's take a listen to the reading from the Full Life Bible Commentary on the Beatitudes, chapter 5 of the book of Matthews. The beginning reading states this. In chapters 5 through 7, we have what is commonly called Christ's Sermon on the Mount. It contains a revelation of God's principles of righteousness by which all Christians are to live through faith in the Son of God and through the power of the indwelling Spirit. All of us belonging to the kingdom of God are to have an intense hunger and thirst for the righteousness taught in Christ's Sermon. Verse 3, blessed is the poor in spirit. The word blessed refers to the well-being of those who, because of their relationship to Christ and his word, receive God's kingdom, including his love, care, salvation, and daily presence. There are certain requirements if we wish to receive the blessings of God's kingdom. We must be guided by God's ways and values revealed in scripture and not by the ways and values of the world. 
The first of these requirements is to be poor in spirit. That is, we must recognize that we are not spiritually self-sufficient. We need the Holy Spirit's life, power, and sustaining grace to inherit the kingdom of God. In verse 4, they that mourn. To mourn is to grieve over our own weakness in relationship to God's standard of righteousness and kingdom power. It is also to mourn over the things that grieve God, to have our feelings in sympathy with the feelings of God, and to be afflicted in our spirit over the sin, immorality, and cruelty manifested in the world. Those who mourn are comforted by receiving from the Father righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Verse 5, the meek. The meek are those who are humble and submissive before God. They find their refuge in Him and commit their way entirely to Him. They are more concerned about God's work and God's people than about what might happen to them personally. The meek, rather than the aggressors, ultimately inherit the earth. Verse 6, Hunger and Thirst After Righteousness this is one of the most important verses in the Sermon on the Mount. Point one, the foundational requirement for all godly living is to hunger and thirst after righteousness. Such hunger is seen in Moses, for example, in Exodus, the 33rd chapter, verses 13 and 18. The Psalms is in Psalms 42, verses 2 and 6 and the Apostle Paul in Philippians, the third chapter, verse 10. The spiritual condition of Christians all throughout their lives will depend on their hunger and thirst for A, the presence of God, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 29, B, the word of God, Psalms 119, C, the communion of Christ, Philippians, chapter 3, verses 8 through 10, D, the fellowship of the Spirit, John, 7th chapter, verses 37 through 39, also 2 Corinthians, chapter 13, verse 14, E, righteousness, F, kingdom power, and G, the return of the Lord, 2 Timothy, chapter 4, verse 8. Point two, the Christian's hunger for the things of God is destroyed by worldly anxiety, deceitfulness of riches, desire for things. See Mark chapter four, verse 19, and worldly desires. The book of Luke chapter eight, verse 14, and failure to abide in Christ. When the hunger of believers for God and his righteousness is destroyed, they will die spiritually. For this reason, it is essential that we be sensitive to the Holy Spirit's convicting work in our lives. Those who consistently hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Verse 7, the merciful. The merciful are full of compassion and pity towards those who are suffering either from sin or sorrow. 
the merciful sincerely desire to make such suffering less by bringing those people to the grace and help of God through Jesus Christ. In showing mercy to others, we shall obtain mercy. Verse 8, the pure in heart. The pure in heart are those who have been delivered from the power of sin by the grace of God and now strive without deceit to please and glorify God and to be like him. Point one, they seek to have the same attitude of heart that God has, a love for righteousness and a hatred for evil. Their heart, which includes mind, will, and emotions, is in tune with the heart of God. See 1 Samuel chapter 13, verse 14. Also, the book of Matthew's 22nd chapter, verse 37, and 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. Point 2. Only the pure in heart shall see God. To see God means to be his child and to dwell in his presence, both now and in the future kingdom. Exodus chapter 33, verse 11, Revelations chapter 21, verse 7, also chapter 22, verse 4. Verse 9, the peacemakers. The peacemakers are those who have been reconciled to God. They have the peace with him through the cross, Romans chapter 5 and 1. They now strive by their witness and life to bring others, including their enemies, to peace with God. Verse 10, persecuted for righteousness' sake. Persecution will be the lot of all those who seek to live in harmony with God's word for the sake of righteousness. Point 1. Those who uphold God's standards of truth, justice, and purity, and who at the same time refuse to compromise with the present evil society of lifestyle of lukewarm believers. See Revelations, the second chapter, and also chapter 3 of Revelations, verses 1 through 4, as well as chapter 14 to 22 will undergo unpopularity, rejection, and criticism. Persecution and opposition will come from the world, and at times from those within the professing church. When they experience this suffering, Christians are to rejoice. For to those who suffer most, God imparts the highest blessings. Point two, Christians must be aware of the temptation to compromise God's will in order to avoid shame, ridicule, embarrassment, or loss. The principles of God's kingdom never change. All that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. See 2 Timothy, third chapter, verse 12. Those who suffer and endure persecution for righteousness' sake are promised the kingdom and heavenly rewards. Thank you for listening to the fifth chapter of the book of Matthews in regards to the Beatitudes. This commentary was taken from the Full Life Bible. Blessings.